Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, truly, okay? Coming at you live this week from a man who has too much going on. Way too much going on. I've just got back from Perth. I'm currently on tour. I'm working during the day. I'm doing gigs at night. I'm moving house in three days and I need to buy a car. So yeah, dude, I got stuff on. Too much stuff on. Too many irons in the fire. Other analogies about being busy that I'm sure you can fill in in your own time. But there's just a lot happening right now. I'm moving on Monday to the city. I'm at the stage of the move where have I done anything at all to begin the moving process? Absolutely not. Am I beginning to think about it? (laughs) You better believe it, brother, okay? The mental plans I am making right now have to be seen to be believed. This is the problem with the move, now that I'm thinking about it, is I go to Brisbane tomorrow. Two shows in Brisbane, Thursday, April 20. Come along. Okay, so I'm going Brisbane, Thursday to Saturday. I got plans Saturday night. I got plans Sunday afternoon. You know, they're not hard and fast plans, but they're plans, okay? I got gigs at night. There's just... So now I've got to cram the whole move into next Monday uh, with just Macca's Silver Surfer, Mazda Sedan, and a great attitude. So if you see some bloke flying around Sydney with a chest of drawers and a mattress on top of a 2010 Mazda Sedan, you put you throw a hand out the window and say hi to Sydney's very own Billy Darcy, okay? I'm going to be all over the shop for the next few days. But nevertheless, good to be here, etc. What is going on? I just got back from Perth. I had the best time ever. Perth is so cute, dude. Like I stayed in the city, but it's like you could you could whip a lap of the CBD in like 40 minutes on foot, you know? It's great. Like it just feels like maybe it's a city, but like on beginner mode. Like, you could very easily just sort of get ahead. They have, like, personalities in Perth, where it's, like, people who are only famous in Perth. You know, like, news anchors and chicks with fake tits and stuff. And it does have that feel about it, Perth. Like, it's because you, it, it's quite small. It's got that feel where you think, I could take this shit over. I could run this town, you know? It's like, I don't think my life will ever become like Entourage. But if I was going to back myself to have an entourage-like experience, Perth would be the city to do it. It feels like you just get in with the one guy, all of a sudden, bam, you're in the, there's only one cool circle in Perth. If you can just get into that circle, you're off. So it's a very cool place, Perth. I enjoyed my time there extensively. Extensively. Does that fit? Edit that out. First edit of the pod, four minutes in. We hate to see it. Billy Darcy, shape up, okay? For the love of God, can someone teach me how to edit? (laughs) But yeah, dude, I had probably the worst bacon egg roll of my life in Perth. I'm trying to think of things that were notable. And here's the thing is the bacon egg roll was bad. 
Let's put that to the side. Let's put it on the table, then let's move it to the left-hand side of said table. Okay, it was bad. You're allowed to be bad in this world. Everyone, it's equal opportunity on planet Earth. Everyone has the option of being bad or trying their best and failing. Okay, it's something we all do. Let's wrap our head around that and let's put it to the side. The bacon egg roll was $21. Now, this is where we have huge issues because it's one thing to be bad. It's another thing to charge exorbitantly for your failure, which is what I was left to deal with. I paid $21 for this bacon egg roll and I'm thinking it's the West Coast. I'm a tourist, whatever. Maybe I'm poor. I don't know what goes on over here. How much do pigs cost, you know? As I'm, as I'm ordering this thing, I saw a pig drive past an Uber Black. I'm thinking pork has a different value on the West Coast, okay? It's go along to get along. Take your East Coast mentality and fucking shove it, Darcy, okay? Bacon egg rolls are $21. Get with it. What came out can only be described as like, it was two-dimensional. It was like one piece of bacon, one egg on like, I want to say an English muffin, could be offensive to English muffins. I don't know what it was. It was a bread roll, maybe in a past life. It had been chucked on the toasty machine. It was like a two-dimensional frisbee that bacon and egg featured within, you know? It was it was terrible. There was minimal bacon on there. And I was left... For $21, I was left unsatisfied. $21 for, for anything on a roll, I should barely be able to finish it, okay? It should be like absolutely stacked. I literally had a $21 sandwich in Melbourne at this place called Dan's Deli, Testy Pop, at this place at this place called Dan's Deli. It was called The Big Bang Roll, and it had like so much Italian meat on it. I think there was a period for 10 minutes after I finished the sandwich where I could use the word wog and no one said anything, okay? That's how much Italian meat was on this thing. I was sweating. I smelled like a fucking olive oil factory, okay? That's a $21 roll. Like, I probably am now at risk of heart disease because I consumed the Big Bang Roll. That's what $21 should get you. Heart disease, okay? Dude, for $21, this fucking two-dimensional carbon disc comes out with minimal bacon. And here's the thing. Every cafe does a bacon, like nine times out of 10, if I'm just milling around, I'm getting a bacon egg roll and an ice long black. How is it that the two simplest dishes on the menu, and call me simple, I'm willing to take that, okay? It takes a simple man to order a simple dish. How is it that bacon and egg on a roll and ice with a shot of coffee How is it that cafes are getting this so wildly different across this great nation? Even you could have a cafe across the road from another cafe and their interpretation of a bacon egg roll and an ice long black will be so wildly different. You'll be questioning whether that big bang roll might have fucked up a few of your cones and rods and you don't even know what you're ordering anymore. Okay. Dude, this bacon egg roll sucked. Okay. And the thing was, the day before at Wynyard in the city, like the main train station in Sydney, there's this Asian cafe where they are just pumping it out. They don't give a fuck. You say, I want a bacon and egg roll, 
before the, the, the second L on roll leaves your lips, they've, they've just pegged it at your face. No wrapping, okay? It's one of those things where there's a tray of bacon, there's a tray of eggs. They ask what sauce you want, and that's that. And there's like a, a roll they've blatantly bought from Coles downstairs. Six bucks. Absolute heart attack in aluminium foil. It's unbelievable. And this is where we're at with cafe culture, where I think we're going to see a renaissance almost because where we're at with bacon egg rolls and ice long blacks, I swear to God, the less effort, the less care, the less the barista and or chef tries, the better. Okay? I don't need aioli and a piece of spinach for an extra $17 on my bacon egg roll. Honestly, just grease it up Six bucks, let's go. The less effort, the better in the cafe world. That's where we're at now. Dude, some ice long blacks, for six bucks, you get a thimble. You basically get a long black or a an espresso shot with one ice cube in like a tiny cup that is lukewarm. And you're like, oh, thank you. And it's like, you know, the cafe is in like Latin or something. It's like so fancy and so cool. And it tastes like shit. And then other places, like this Asian cafe, you get three shots of coffee in like some sort of a mega jug. Like this thing, your your fucking grandkids could still be sipping away at this thing. These ice long blacks at these terrible cafes are so powerful. Your grandchildren could sip on this thing as it goes to university. Okay? That's the sort of power we're talking and this, the spectrum, we're just all over the place with these cafe items. Across the road here, sorry, I'm off on this cafe thing. I don't know what's happening right now, but just, just come with me for a second here, guys, okay? Just buy a ticket to this because what most of this will be edited out, okay? We're 10 minutes in. I'm talking about bacon egg rolls. If you think any of this makes the final cut, you're out of your mind, okay? I've met Billy Darcy who edits this pod with an iron fist. And there's no way any of this will ever hear the light of day. But just come with me for a second. The cafe across the road from my house here in Manly do a brat, okay? Now that is bacon, rocket, avocado, and tomato, right? That would make a lot of sense to a lot of people. No, okay? No, that's not what they're doing. The A in brat at the cafe across the road from me stands for aioli. I'll say that again. Okay. <laughs> the A in brat stands for aioli. I think we can all agree that a like sauce is off the table. You cannot include sauce as part of the acronym. You know, why don't you chuck an S and a P on the end for salt and pepper? What what is what is the roll what the R stand for roll in brat, you know? Does the P stand for plate? Like are we just saying things now? Or do, does you know, it used to be to to demand to have a letter in an acronym, you had to justify your existence, okay? It wasn't enough just to be sauce or a condiment or something that is obviously part of the role. You had to earn it. You had to be a fully-fledged ingredient that was bringing value to the table, re avocado. So if you want avocado with your brat at this cafe, it's an extra $4. So 
capitalism has gone mad, and maybe I have too. Sometimes when I get off on these dumb rants, it just fills me with existential dread, dude. Like, what am I talking about? What am I? Question mark. You know what I mean? Anyway, guys, sorry about that. Let's crack in to some yarns from the week that was. I've just been to Perth. The West Coast, baby, the best coast. I love Perth for the reasons I've outlined previously. So I get over there, cover some yarns with Rowan in the second half, but a couple that I didn't talk about with him. Firstly, I spent, it was like a 12-hour travel day, flight cancelled, rebooked, etc. I tell you what, it's actually pretty good sometimes when you get delayed at the airport if you have your laptop with you or a book. I have taken a book to Melbourne and to Perth and not read a single page. And now it's overdue, okay? Dude, this book, I've taken it out from the library. I've read three chapters. I've taken it to Melbourne and Perth. And now I will return it to the library, having not finished it. No doubt swimming with various strains of COVID that aren't even available in Sydney. So... That's the experience you get with Billy Darcy, you know? Anyone can take a book home, read it, and return it. I show that book the world, okay? That's the difference. And you've got to ask yourself, if you were a book, would you rather be read or would you rather go to the Melbourne Comedy Festival? Have a think about that. So, the problem with reading is if I'm even 1% hungover, I'm not going to read. And obviously, on tour, I am drinking. So that's that. But anyway, so I got a fair bit done at the airport, actually. That was good because the airport is like kind of forced detention. So if you have your laptop, you can really rip in. And anyway, but, but, but what am I saying? Oh, yeah. So 12-hour travel day, $800 return flights, no televisions on the flights. I'm sorry, Virgin. Am I flying Jetstar? You know, they say you can use the in-flight entertainment package by connecting to the Wi-Fi. Of course, the Wi-Fi did not work. Has anyone, and this is a genuine question, has anyone ever successfully connected to Wi-Fi on a domestic flight in Australia? They just put the Wi-Fi sign up there. There's no accountability for any Wi-Fi, any public Wi-Fi on God's green earth. It just never works, ever. And that's that, you know? And it's just a get-out-of-jail-free card for Virgin because they say, oh, no, there's no televisions, but we've provided free Wi-Fi so you can watch whatever you want. The Wi-Fi doesn't work. Oh, that's weird. It usually works. No, it doesn't. It doesn't usually work. So I listened to about four hours of mixed martial arts podcasts and spent about $35 on snacks. And I arrived in Perth an hour before my gig I had a 7-Eleven sandwich and I revved the engines to perform some stand-up comedy. So, whatever. Here's the thing, dude. So, I headlined two shows and did my solo show in Perth. Friday, Saturday, great times. Now, the first night, I'm doing half an hour headlining. It's a pretty whatever gig in that there's only about 30 people there. They're very friendly. Everything's good, Okay. So it's my job as a headliner to go out and perform some stand-up comedy and bring this thing home. 
Now, I've got this bit I'm doing at the moment about how much we used to say the word gay when I was in high school, right? And I'm having a pretty good set, living La Vida Loca, cruising through this thing, okay? Like a hot knife through butter or something cooler than that. Anyway, I start doing the gay bit. It's kind of going off a cliff, right? It's going fine, but not great. And... You know, you sort of get in your head a little bit with it because you're like, oh, is this not cool? Is this not cool in Perth? You know, did some gay guy just get mowed down outside of high school? What have I walked into here? You know, I'm not on my home turf. Is this a gay meetup group? What's going on? And the bit's not about gay people in any way, shape or form. So it's not particularly edgy. But then this guy over in the corner, like says something kind of loud, but I can't really hear him. And I look over and he's kind of a weird looking dude. He's kind of emo. He's got long hair. I want to say maybe eyeliner. I'm not sure. And I go, oh, what was that, mate? And he's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. And he's kind of being weird. And I go, oh, are, are you are you gay or what's, what's the goss here? And he's like, yeah, I'm gay. Ha ha ha. But I can't tell if he's serious or not. Now we're in a bit of a hole, okay? Feel the energy of the pod right now. That was kind of the energy in the room. Listless. Not a lot going on. Momentum. Lacking. Okay? Existential dread. Anyway. So, I go, yeah, right, okay. And then, so I sort of spin my way out of this hole with some more palatable material. And we're going good again. And then this guy is just being so weird he interrupts me again like five minutes later and then i'm like okay i don't even know he's being weird but it's uncomfortable because he said he was gay but no one knows if he's gay am i gay you know what i mean there's a lot of questions in the room so then he says something again and he's like angry and i'm thinking what the fuck but i can't really spray this guy because it's awkward and and I'm, I'm kind of resenting this bloke because I'm like, is this guy seriously angry at this material? Because this is so, such harmless material. If this guy's genuinely got a problem, then I'm going to have a fucking problem. You know what I mean? Let's throw it out. It takes two to tango, okay? Put your skates on. Let's go. And then I go, what's, what's the bloody goss, mate? Is everything okay? In a very, you know, harmless way. And he goes, well, he's just fucking having a go at me. And I go, I'm not having a go at you. And he goes, not you, him. And it turns out he'd been angry with the bloke he came with the whole time. It's his roommate. He was having a go at this guy the whole time, not me. So they were like fighting in the second row. And then he's like, man, I just I work all day. And then I just want to watch some fucking television when I get home. And this guy's like, let's go to comedy. Like, I don't want to fucking go to comedy. Like, and th- they start having a fight in the crowd, him and his roommate. And then he moves seats to the... So it's just those two by themselves. Like they came together. He moves seats to like two rows behind. I've still got like fucking five minutes to go. This is weird as fuck, dude. But it was actually a great get out of jail free card for me because I thought this guy was having a go at me for the gay stuff. And it kind of torpedoed the vibe. But it turns out he was having a tiff with his roommate. And then afterwards, the room runner came in and was like, yeah, they were like screaming at each other when they came in. So it's like... Look, I don't want to tell two grown men how to live, but low-key, like, are you literally bickering with your roommate like you guys are fucking married? And, like, literally, it's so... You guys are having such a big fight. 
you know, when you're having a fight with your girlfriend or your friend or something, it's like you can sort of shut it down when you're in public, you know, to be continued. We will pick this up when we get home. Okay. This is not over. That's kind of the vibe, but you put the, put the swords down for 25 minutes to enjoy Billy Darcy from the East coast and his comedy stylings. If, if you guys are literally having that much of a lover's tiff and you're just roommates and they're also like 35, dude, come on guys. What are we doing here, you know? So that was kind of a weird gig. My solo show the next night was sick. Then the show after that was rowdy as fuck. I talk about some of that stuff with Rowan in the second half. And then something happened to me on the Saturday night, which has happened before. So annoying, dude. Sometimes, right? And this hasn't happened in a while. In fact, well, it only happens in hostels, I suppose. I was staying in this hostel in Perth. And yeah, people sometimes, sometimes I get embarrassed when I say I'm staying at a hostel for whatever reason, because I guess, I don't know, but I actually love hostels and especially like I could stay in like a nice hotel, but you know, the, the Billy Darcy tour is funded by Billy Darcy. So I'm really only taking from my own pocket. And also I intend to, uh, you know, be out and about till about 3am each night. So there's not the most motivation for me to drop 500 bucks on a com. And uh, I actually really enjoy staying in hostels. So, but this is my big issue with hostels. And it's not their fault. It's my fault. This has happened a couple of times. Is that when you get hammered and you wake up in the middle of the night to take a piss, you forget where you are. So, and this has happened before. One, like, so one time in Dublin, I woke up like sort of semi-sleepwalking, not sleepwalking. I woke up like in my undies in the fire escape of this hostel in Dublin at like 4 a.m. So embarrassing. And then I had to go, because I was in the fire escape, I had to go all the way down and exit. And then I was outside. So now I was, I'm on the streets of Dublin in my undies at 19, like delirious. And I had to go back in to reception and be like, Mate, I just slept, walked outside. It was so embarrassing, dude. And that same trip to Dublin, I think maybe the same night, I just got absolutely blind on Guinness, my first time drinking it. And uh, that morning I woke up and this like 40-year-old woman on the bunk below me was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, why? And she was like, you literally rolled off the top bunk last night, <laughs> like fell on the ground face first then just got back up and climbed back into bed and went back to sleep. So I get a bit fucking wild when I'm sleeping fucked up. And so this happened again where I woke up in the hallway of my hostel, like not genuine sleepwalking, but just kind of like I was semi asleep, went to the bathroom outside my room and then went to get back in and was like, fuck, I don't have my key. And then I went downstairs and it's like some small hostel in Perth. It didn't have like 24-hour reception. So then I had to sleep in the common area on the couch, again in my undies. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. And then I've got to get up for my flight. My phone's in my room. I'm thinking, fuck, I'm definitely going to sleep in and miss my flight. Absolute nightmare. Just by chance, I woke up at 8 a.m., which I was supposed to get up at anyway. And then the guy let me back into my room. But yeah, really torpedoed my sleep. And... That probably won't be the last thing, last time that ever happens. So, yeah, anyway, get to the airport with terrible sleep because of the aforementioned issue. 
and a chatty Uber driver as well. Chatty Uber driver. Dude, I swear you get the chattiest Uber drivers when you're the most hungover. He's like, oh, you're from Sydney. My cousin's from Sydney. I go, well, I've never met him, mate. Shut the fuck up, okay? Obviously, I didn't say that. We spoke about his cousin for upwards of 17 minutes. Seems like a good guy. Anyway, the one splurge of the trip was I had um, uh, paid for an aisle seat on the way back. It's like 12 bucks, okay? But, like, it's just good because, like, I've got those long legs, you know? 6'2 with these long levers and I like to just get get that little right leg out the side of the aisle for a bit of a poor man's leg room as it were so anyway I'm sitting in my chair I've got about 74 hours worth of podcasts ready to go Uh, and also I was watching the UFC on my phone having a great time before we take off and I had this great thing where just as they announced the decision of the main event of the UFC we started taking off so I saw the whole UFC card on my phone, uh, lost a lot of money, but still had a great time. And I'm, I'm settled in. I'm ready to go. And then the uh, flight attendant comes up to me and goes, hey, mate, are you traveling alone by any chance? And this feels like one of those questions. You know when you get asked a question where you go, I can tell this is a question that has ramifications, but I don't know what they are. So you're thinking, maybe I should lie but I don't know why I would be lying, but I think I should lie. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I think if I say, if I tell the truth, it could, there could be a consequence to that, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if I should lie or not. And I just go, I just tell the truth, obviously. So much easier to tell the truth. I say, yes, I'm traveling alone. And they say, there's a woman two, seat, two rows ahead in the middle seat who's getting nauseous. Would you mind swapping with her? And here's the thing, dude. In my head, I'm thinking, fuck you, no. I'm not swapping, okay? But then I'm thinking, who really cares, you know? So I go, and that's the other thing. You've only got a second to decide, and it's like, am I a piece of shit if I say no? What's going on? I miss my ex-girlfriend. Is she on this plane? You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much going on. I'm so hungover. I go, sure, why not? So 12 bucks down the drain, I swap, I'm in the middle seat between a 74-year-old couple. Um, So that's one thing. And the woman gets up, you know, I don't want to speak out of school. Uh, It's just a pretty enormous woman, okay? So let's put that to the side. You You don't want to shame anyone for their weight, but it's a big, big woman. I don't understand how sitting 30 centimeters to the left can make you less nauseous. It wasn't for, really for me to ask at the time. And to be fair to the flight attendant, he gave me a Kit Kat and some Pringles free of charge for my Good Samaritan work. Now, that's great, okay? Whatever. I don't mind helping out a fellow, a fellow citizen. What I took issue with was I turn around. Uh, also, I could have got a few more thank yous from the person. Like They sort of just got up and they were like, thanks. It's like, come on, mate, grovel a bit. You know, I'm doing you a solid. Anyway, I turn around maybe five minutes in just to, you know, when someone cuts you off in traffic and you just want to fucking look at them. That was me. I was like, I just want to look at them. I want like this chick better be vomiting everywhere. I want to see 360 degree vomiting. This better be the most nauseous woman on the planet. So I turn around after five minutes to see how, how unbearably sick this woman is. She's completely asleep. 
and she slept the whole trip. Okay? So that is just... Meanwhile, I'm in between fucking, you know, Benjamin Button and his fucking wife here in the middle seat eating Pringles while this person is getting four and a half hours of high-quality kip in the aisle seat I paid upwards of $12 for. So absolutely mugged senseless on the trip back. Um, but yeah, I was just thinking I actually really enjoyed the trip back. Dude, I'll tell you what, if you get it, if you get into a good podcast, pretty much anything can be great. And I just listened to this one two-and-a-half-hour podcast that I really enjoyed, and then you're basically home. So great time in Perth, Brisbane this weekend. It's all happening. All right, up next, I'd like to do my top five favorite things about Brisbane in this ongoing series. Just quickly, I'd love to plug my tour dates. Brisbane, well, the show's tonight, if you're listening to this the day it came out. So come along, two shows in Brisbane, April 20. Then we've got Newcastle next week, April 27. Canberra, April 29. People of Canberra, a lot of tickets available. Come on down. Then we have... Wollongong, May 6, Adelaide, May 13, Sydney, biggest show of my life at the Sydney Comedy Store, May 18. You can get all those tickets via the link of my Instagram bio, dude. Come on down. Shows have been so fun. Schooners after, guaranteed. See you there. Okay, my top five favorite things about Brisbane. Dude, I've said before and I'll say it again, I actually ride for Brisbane pretty hard. I really enjoy it. I do think Melbourne is better, but also like Brisbane has its own thing going on. I love Brisbane. So a few things I love about Brisbane, obviously, firstly, the valley, dude. I froth on the valley so much. Like it's just, I like it when stuff is central, you know, if you're going out, just go to the valley, work it out when you get there. They've got everything. Okay. They've got that theater there. I saw all day in Mallrat one time. Then they've got Rick's, my favorite pub on the planet. They've got all these nightclubs that look absolutely disgusting. They've got some cooler nightclubs that are fun. They've got some small bars, some big bars. Um, if you want to just fight someone, that's available to you pretty much at a moment's notice. Dude, last time I was at Rick's, I think, or maybe the time before, and this is something I haven't seen in years, I saw a bouncer full-blown beat the shit out of a guy. I didn't even know they could still do that, dude. I'm pretty sure in Sydney, that's like 25 years in the slammer, okay? You know, you, you can order like fucking double tequilas whenever you want. I love it, okay? I love the valley. I think it's impossible to get kicked out. There's ID scanners everywhere because of the constant crime. And it just feels loose. It feels like King's Cross did when I first turned 18, you know? It's like, yeah, I'm here to get fucked up, but also there's a bit of danger in the air and I'm about it, okay? Anything could happen. You know, it's got that vibe of like anything could happen, but also anything bad could happen. You know what I mean? Could have a threesome, could get staunched. Might both happen, you know? I might have a threesome, then get robbed, okay? I might get robbed, then have a threesome. What a comeback story that would be. Um, but yeah, I love the, I love the bridge in Brisbane that they light up with different colors for different causes. Last year I was in Brisbane, it was blue and yellow and I thought it was for Ukraine. And then my friend Caitlin told me it was actually for heart disease awareness. (laughs) How fun's that? Oh, look, the bridge is lit up in (laughs) for heart disease this week. What's next week? Brain tumors? (laughs) 
Fun stuff, Brisbane. Really fun stuff, okay? Love love a bridge that changes colour based on the disease that's trending that week. Oh, I love the river. The river in Brisbane. It is, you know, it does add a certain... You always, every great city needs a waterway. You know, Perth has got a river. Melbourne's got the Yarra. Sydney, we've got the harbour. It's not a competition, but fuck me if it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can- even Canberra has Lake Burley Griffin. Ugh. God, Canberra. Man-made lake, man-made vibe, okay? That just goes to show you can't just construct a vibe out of nothing. You can't just fill up a concrete pool the size of a fucking small city, give it the worst name ever and create a vibe. That's not how it works, okay? The river is great in Brisbane in that it sort of gives gives the, the city a bit of a sense of direction. Which side of the river are we on? You know, the wharves down by the river. It's it's disgusting, the Brisbane River. The most disgusting shade of brown I've ever come across, okay? And every year, a couple of racists drown in it. That's really the only positive of that waterway. But still, I think the city is better off having it than without it. Speaking of the wharves, the wharves is pretty unreal. They've got this place, Felons Brewery, which is like a brewery, but it goes for like seven kilometers. And it's quite a trendy venue. Everyone there is hot as fuck. Okay, myself included. And it's... Dude, I went to this place, Mr. Percival's, uh, this restaurant right on the river, down by the wharves, which is sick. And my friend Maddie told me there was actually a shooting there last year. So if you go to Mr. Percival's, firstly, it's expensive. It's very tasty. And also stay strapped and stay safe, okay? But love that for Brisbane. I also love in Brisbane how they keep the Gold Coast close by for morale, you know? You're having the Gold Coast nearby. It's just like, it's really good. It's like it's like your 19-year-old mate who has a kid. It's like, yeah, I'm not doing that great, but it, at least, oh, excuse me. At least I'm not him. You know what I mean? At least I'm not him. You know, it's like those, when a killer whale has like those little pilot fish either side, just flanking him. That's the Gold Coast, okay? Just flanking Brisbane, making it look good. It's a good system, Brisbane. And then finally, I love how Brisbane built an artificial beach in the middle of the city. Who do you guys think you guys are? Like Dubai or some shit? It's unbelievable. But really, that beach is just another terrain for violence in the most violent city in Australia. So, love to see it. I love Brisbane. Unofficial after party at Rick's this Thursday. And I'll see you there, dude. Okay? Up next, I've got a couple of topics I want to whip into, and then that'll be that. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, calling all men. It's time to mind your manholes with Manscaped. Everyone's aware by now that nose hairs are a major turnoff. That's why Manscaped upgraded to their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. With improved blades and motor, you can feel the power of nasty nose hair annihilation in the palm of your hands. This improved Weed Whacker can now be found in their Performance Package 4.0 for no additional cost, lads. Save money and attack your nose and ear hair by going to manscaped.com and using code DARCY, that's D-A-R-C-Y, all capitals, to get 20% off and free shipping. Okay, I've been using the Weed Whacker and the Lawnmower 4.0 ever since these guys came on board. And let me tell you guys, you don't realize how much nose hair you have until you trim it. And you're like, what the hell, dude? You know, it's embarrassing. If you have legitimate nose hair, you should be embarrassed for yourself, as I was. 
And then you should hang your head high once you clean it up with the new Weed Whacker 2.0, okay? This thing's so easy to use. I think it honestly like helps your breathing. I don't know, that's not founded in any science whatsoever, but it just feels like your nasal passages are clearer. So get amongst it, dude. I use the uh, the Lawnmower 4.0 as well, and I travel with it, took it to Perth with me. So easy to use, use it in the shower, easy to clean. Dude, cannot recommend these products enough, lads. They're things I use every single week. And our friends over at Manscaped are helping you enjoy spring's fresh air by using the Weed Whacker 2.0 on all your face hole hair. We love the Weed Whacker 1.0, and I loved it too, but this thing is an absolute upgrade. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear hair trimmer uses a powerful 7,000 RPM motor with an improved steel blade system that upgrades the cutting performance from their first generation to better whack your weeds. Plus, this nose and ear trimmer comes with skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs. The Weed Whacker 2.0 is cordless, rechargeable, and has a battery with up to 45 minutes of runtime. It is also in Manscaped's tool sets, including the Platinum Package 4.0, sorry, and the Performance Package 4.0. So no matter what kit you pick, you will receive the new Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear trimmer. So whatever you get, you're getting that brand new bad boy. Let's face it, long nose hair is a major turnoff. Let Manscaped be part of your daily grooming routine, ensuring no hair is ever out of place. Lads, it is time to level up your groom game. So once again, save 20% off and get free shipping with the code DARCY, that's D-A-R-C-Y, all capitals, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code DARCY at manscaped.com. From below to up top, get the best in grooming at Manscaped Shop. Okay, guys. Now, I know some weeks I talk about celebrity news and shit and it's a bit whatever. This is a big one. Neighbours is coming back, as we know. Now, huge new actress on Neighbours, new high-profile signing for the uh, Australian cult hit, Misha Barton from the OC, Marissa from the OC, is coming to Neighbours. Dude, this is huge. OC and Neighbours combined. The, the level of drama will be too much. I think my head might explode from all the, all the sensational goss and drama from this extremely crazy crossover. This is like Family Guy Simpsons, OC and Neighbours in the same show. Now, she's not playing Marissa on the show, so it's not a genuine crossover, but uh, she's playing this chick called Reese, and I read in the article it said, an American who moves to town and is not quite what she seems. Dun, dun, dun. Um, yes, that has worked on me. I'll be watching every episode, okay? Holy shit, dude. Marissa on Neighbours. And so what the deal is, is that Neighbours is coming back to Channel 10, but it's also going on Amazon Prime and it's going on Amazon Freevee. I don't know if that's, I'm saying that correctly, in America and the UK. Dude, if America takes a liking to Neighbours, we could have a serious resurgence on here. Neighbours could come back with a genuine bang. Big bang roll at Dan's Deli. That's sort of a bang, okay? And this is crazy, dude. Like, if, if Neighbours becomes relevant on a global scale, what the fuck? I'm so in for that. I am massively in for that. And I think, I, I think a couple of things on the table here. Firstly, 
Americans are obsessed with Australian culture, so there could be a, there's a genuine chance Neighbours gained some traction in the US. Imagine if like Toadie went on like Oprah and shit, or like I don't know if Oprah still runs. Is Ellen still running? Uh, Jimmy Fallon. Imagine if Toadie went on like the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and all the Americans were like, "Holy fuck, it's Toadie," you know? He would love it, that attention-seeking whore, but it would be crazy for Australian soap opera, Australian television, to jump to the global scale. Now, it probably won't happen, but maybe it will, okay? I could see neighbours, like, taking off in the Midwest of America, just housewives in Iowa, just absolutely frothing on Paul Robinson and his sexual antics, okay? So, I think the other thing that comes, that becomes pretty quickly apparent from Misha Barton joining neighbours is that Misha Barton is not doing well, dude. <laughs> it's... I don't think she, you can't tell me this was her plan, A, eh? Okay. You know, an Australian soap opera on Amazon Free V. Again, I'm not even sure if that's how you say it. It feels like it should be Free View, but I'm not sure. But so it seems like Misha Barton is hard up for a paycheck, but her loss is this great nation's gain. And, and from all of us here in Australia, all I have to say, Misha, is welcome. Okay. Welcome to the program. Welcome to a, a bit of culture, okay? Now, we've got some opening markets here I've put together um, for Misha Barton's character. Misha Barton's character to have sex with Paul Robinson. We've got that at $1.10, okay? I jump on the first episode, Rooter and Boot special uh, at five fifty. okay? We've got Dr. Carl to cheat on Susan with Misha Barton's character at two sixty. Good value there, okay? As we know, Dr. Carl loves medicine, hates monogamy. So a good market there. Uh, next up, we have Stingray to come back from the dead and have sex with Misha Barton's character. 740, okay? Now that, you'd think 740 for a bloke to come back from the dead. Honestly, as far as Neighbours is concerned, that's, that's good value, okay? Blokes have come back for the dead for a lot less. And if I'm Stingray and the opportunity... To have sex with an out-of-prime Misha Barton is on the table. I'm doing it, dude. Okay. And then finally, just, you know, if for a bit of a, a bit of a roughie, long odds here, but definitely worth a flutter nonetheless. Harold, the man himself, clocking in at 93 years old with a bottle of Viagra and a dream. Him to nail Misha Barton at $74. Okay. So looking forward to seeing who will get caught up with this lovely lady. And uh, we'll, we'll see, guys. We will see. Uh, but yeah, Neighbours is coming back. I think it comes back sometimes this year. Misha Barnes on it. It's going to be on Amazon Freebie in the UK and the US. And I'm just going to put this as a little flagpole in the fucking turf. Possible Neighbours global resurgence in 2023-24. And let's just come back to this. Happy to be wrong. Happy to be wrong. Okay, but here's the thing, dude. I just feel like there's so many middle-aged white women on this planet that could get a lot of enjoyment out of Neighbours who maybe haven't seen it before. So we shall see. Uh, also, Toadie is back. That's confirmed in the article I read. Uh, thank God, you know, we saw how angry he got when his show was cancelled after a, a mere 25 years. He got, you know, God, geez, talk about hard done by. 
So thank the Lord himself, that man is able to be mediocre five nights a week once again, okay? Hopefully he doesn't go on some radio show literally in tears when it no doubt gets cancelled again. So good on you, Toadie, you absolute mug. (laughs) And now I'd just like to do the project for this week and then talk about cricket very briefly. Got to get to work, so we're running behind the clock a bit here, but... Firstly, the project for this week are Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker, South Sydney Rugby League stars. Obviously, I follow the Rabbitohs, so a bit of bias here, but not footy related. These blokes have come out this week and did like a press conference thing about the dangers of online bullying and the resultant suicide that could uh, result from that. I guess I didn't pick my words that well there, but basically, it's come out. Uh, as a part of an investigation, and this is what these boys were alluding to, that Indigenous and female athletes are receiving racist and or sexist comments or messages every second day on Instagram. Isn't that crazy? Every second day, Latrell Mitchell receives a racist message. And there'd be some days where it's way more than that. Okay, there'd be like after a game or whatever, or if something, I don't know, something happens of note, His inbox is just filled with racist messages. And it's like, and so the thing is they're they're, uh, championing championing this new initiative where all social media accounts have to be identified as who they are, sort of verified, but even if you're not famous, so people can be held accountable for this absolute, these sickening comments these blokes are receiving. And here's the thing is these blokes are a little bit older and stuff, but like sometimes the, the, the indigenous athletes receiving this stuff are like 18. Imagine you're 18 and you're getting these horribly racist comments in your inbox. You'd be like, what the fuck, dude? It would totally mess you up. So, and this is great. I'm so for this. I've spoken about this before. And like, obviously I don't receive anywhere near the hatred these men receive, but I've received some horrific things on social media over the years. And it's like, why are these people not held accountable for the horrible things they say? You know, a lot of these people are rugby league fans they would identify as diehard rugby league fans and yet they are racist to some of the sports most premier athletes like why is that person allowed to dm something horrifically racist to latrell mitchell he said in this interview that he has received multiple death threats over the years including one guy who said he would douse him in petrol and light him on fire like and this guy who said he would light Latrell Mitchell on fire. He's probably attended numerous NRL games since that message. That is ridiculous, dude. Like, I'm so in favor of this accountability on social media. The fact that people can just get away with this. The fact that, also, they're just milling around. The fact that someone can message Latrell Mitchell something horrifically racist and or threatening and then go to work at his stupid office and sit in you know, uh, the HR meeting saying, yeah, we've got to treat everyone with respect. And it's like this guy behind closed doors without, without any accountability, completely anonymously, is an absolute horrific, low-breed kind of a person. It's absolutely sickening, dude. So, fair, good job to Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker for bringing light to this issue. It's absolutely disgusting. I'm so in favor of this initiative. Uh, like, also... It's absolutely pathetic, firstly, to to be racist in the first place. But to be driven to racism by a ball, you know? 
oh no, the guy's catching the ball. It didn't go my way. I wanted the other guys catching the ball to get more more points today, but the other team got more points. So I'm going to I'm going to DM something racist. It's like, "What?" Dude, it's just a sport. Like, it's supposed to be fun. You know what I mean? So well done to Latrell and Cody Walker for bringing light to this. I think we all know this stuff is happening, but once every 2 days, you know, I think we're all under the impression those of us who aren't in the public eye per se or you know indigenous or female like the stuff the women's uh, athletes must cop it's just absolutely disgusting and it's like i think we all think oh maybe it happens every now and then or maybe once a year if sam kerr misses a penalty someone will say something to her but it's it's regular and it's just it's it's uh unfettered and there's no there's no ramifications no consequences no accountability and it's absolutely sickening, dude. So well done to the boys. That's the project for this week. Australian talent, killing it here and abroad. And good on these lads because, you know, especially in the the NRL community, I, I guarantee it's a lot easier just to go along to get along and not speak out against this stuff. But fuck that, dude. Good on the lads for this. I really appreciate that. And I think, you know, if you had accountability for these things, I would be interested to see because it's NRL fans sending these messages. I'll be interested to see how many NRL fans would send these messages if they were banned for life from all NRL events, you know, if they were banned for from all KO subscriptions and attending live games and club membership, you know, I guarantee that alone would, you know, have some sort of effect, slow it down a bit. At least then you'd only get the blokes who are really fucking into it. You know what I mean? But the reality is this stuff is coming from NRL fans. You know, not, people who've never watched a game of NRL aren't DMing Latrell Mitchell horrifically racist things. And these are people who are members of clubs, who attend games, you know, who attend fan events. They might go watch the footy show and see Matty Johns and have a laugh with him. And the reality is this guy is an absolute low-breed cunt of a human and they should be held accountable for those actions. So well done to Latrell and Cody Walker. I know it's not extremely banterous for the project this week, but I just thought... I was pretty blown away by those stats, and I think that's a really important thing that they were talking about. So good on you, lads. Appreciate that. And then finally, I'd just like to talk about this new thing with the cricket. There's a bit of cricket news this week that... uh, Can I even be bothered with this? No, I think I will talk about it next week, okay? I have to get to work, but thanks for listening, guys. We got Rowan Arneal, absolute banger with him up next and Rowan is opening for me both shows in Brisbane so come on out for a beer after and uh, give the man some light narcotics god knows he could use them okay so great second half coming your way a lot of banter a lot of yarns a lot of fun and thanks for listening check out my tour dates etc dude etc All right, legends, welcome to the second half of Get Around Me featuring the man, the myth. Oh, no, don't say the myth. <laughs> the legend. Oh, well, mate, that's not what I was going to say, but finish my sentences. That's how in sync we are. I appreciate that. Exactly. Rowan Arneal, what's doing, mate? Not much. Pretty good. Yeah, I know you don't have much going on. I asked Rowan if he had anything to talk about on the podcast, and he said... 
Well, it's good to be back in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> I've been enjoying myself. Sue me. Yeah. I've, I, been, I, I've been surfing and thinking about Melbourne. It's been incredible. Like thinking about it in like a, I want to go back or good to be out? Oh, good to be out. I was there for four days. It's, dude, I spent like $2,000. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I looked in my fucking DD um, when I got back just to see like where I got picked up from my car that I parked near the airport. And there were all these DDs I don't even like remember. Also, we were walking distance from like all the bars. I know. So, I don't know what you've it's done so there. It's so frustrating, but we're back, mate. The sun is shining. Dude, April's kind of cranking in Sydney. I love autumn. And also, here's the thing. Me and you, coastal kids raised by the sea breeze, brother. Bliss and Esso. Oh, mate. It, That's it, what we are. When it hits the back of my neck, it fixes my posture. Do you be- ever hit, have a speck of salt fix your posture? Because <laughs> it happens to me all the time. <laughs> to be a stonemason, an autumnal stonemason. Oh, so good. Long pants stonemason. That's nice. Ooh, yeah. That's nice. I like a, I like a long sleeve work shirt. Love a long sleeve work shirt. It's been nice. Option to roll up if you want. If you feel like you want to be particularly hot that day, if you like, I feel like being put my sexy stonemason hat on today. Mate, what about this? Some of the lads. Also, maybe I should open with this. I suppose bit of an announcement. I have finished up with my landscaping gig. You're done. You- I'm done. Last day yesterday. Wow. Blue collar, no more. That's sick. To be honest, mate, it's a relief. Re the charade. I am. Not, I think we all have things in life we want to be or mm. aspire to be. It's like, you know, uh, plenty of comedians in Sydney. It's, they, they, they'd love to be a comedian. <laughs> I'd love to be blue collar. Yeah, you'd I'd, love I, it. I want it so bad. Why do you think you want it? I just think it's the grass is greener. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm inherently white collar. I yearn to be blue collar. But you are the least exciting type of white collar, which is strata management. Well, that was my one for it. I also did telemarketing when I was 19. Does that count? <laughs> You've literally never had a normal job ever. What's Well, strata management is normal. Yeah, it is. But it also is like typically bad. Oh, it's not a good job. Yeah, yeah. No, I've had normal jobs. I've never had a good job. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There's sorry, a difference. Sorry. Okay. Same also. <laughs> Same also. But yeah, so, mate, I'm, I'm, I've put down the blue collar charade, whatever. Nice. You can have it. But you'll be able to hedge for the rest of your life. Well, mate, I've picked up invaluable skills. Mm. Like I could, like my whipper sniffering, mm. it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. My lawn mowing is exceptional. <laughs> Moving mulch as well. Mate, I can know my way around a shovel. <laughs> mate, there were some genuine moments where I thought, fuck, this lawn I've just done is so aesthetic. I thought there was the only place for it was Instagram. And then, you know, common sense prevailed oh, because my DMs would just be abusive if I posted <laughs> if I posted a lawn on my story. They'd be like, there's plenty of people who'd be like, yeah, keep mowing lawns, you fucking mm. loser. Mm. You people know? Are, people are cruel to you. People are very cruel to me. And <laughs> but here's the thing. I could have posted a photo be like, oh, man, I just sold a million-dollar hedge fund. They'd be like, well... Well, good job on that because you're not funny. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I would have posted. Why do you all follow me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get messages before some of the shows like, uh, I'm looking forward to heckling you. Oh, that's a nice one. It's like, okay. I mean, I mean, you're, Please you're coming don't to the show. Come. Yeah, I know. Please buy a ticket and then just don't come. It's a bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, end of an era there with the, uh, the blue collar dream, mate. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. You'd love to see it. You hated getting up early. 
Um, I didn't mind. Here's the thing. I like being blue collar and I like being a comedian. Mm. I think doing them both at the same time is can be hazardous for one's health. I think so too, yeah. Like there were times when, I mean, perfect example, like I got home at like seven, no, 8 p.m. Sunday night from Perth mm. and then went to bed and woke up at, at 6. It's not fair. That's too much. It's not fair. But it was a good gig and it was good to, it was good to uh, just get out on great terms. I love leaving a place on great terms. High fives all around. Thanks mm. for the memories, lads. Friends for life. Um, They'll get some cheap labour in next week. It's all good. I'm sure there's a 15 year old kid with more pizzazz than me. <laughs> there's a couple of Brazilians that need some cash under yeah, the I table. Know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was off the books as well, which you appreciate. Man, I'd like to run this past you. I was thinking, firstly, man, I've been getting a lot of good feedback on the second half of the pod that you feature on. Oh, nice. On the road. Yeah, I haven't heard any of that, but that's great. Well, I only only the one guy that came up to thank you for a show in Melbourne, and I'm just stoned at a table, and you're like, and Rowan's there. You listen to the second half, and he like glanced over and was like, oh, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, okay, no worries. I swear, when you're not there, they're like, we love Rowan on you, <laughs> but that's okay. Like, this fucking cunt gonna get out of here. I know, I know, I know. But uh, mate, I was thinking second half of the pod, possible name, Ratbag. Rat bag, no way. <laughs> or just singular rat bag. Or rat bags with a with an uh, S. I don't know about that at all. Definitely not a Z. No, I actually would need to carve down how rat baggy my life is before I can brand with it. Hey, you're not ready to brand with rat bag. As far as branding, mate, I don't know what else you have. <laughs> what do you have? Uh, lovable lad. Larrikin? <laughs> I'm a larrikin. I get to be a larrikin as oh, well. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think there should be a Genius? Base. Can, I la- can I label with genius? You're honestly closer to genius than larrikin, yeah, I would say. that is true. I think there's a baseline amount of energy you have to have to qualify as being a larrikin. <laughs> Mean-spirited older man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can be a toxic larrikin. <laughs> but Toxic older brother. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, dude. But... Um, so yeah, well, I thought I'd run that past you, but I guess no good. No good, mate. That's fair enough. Um, what else is going on? Well, I'll tell you about Perth, mate. Yeah. How is the Um, other city by the sea? Mate, fantastic. Uh, I had a few things go wrong. Got, uh, dropped at the bus stop by Adzi at quarter past 6am. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Get on the bus. Text from Virgin. Flight cancelled. Oh, thanks for coming, lads. (laughs) And then they wait. What bus stop did you get dropped at? Manly Vale. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was on the B one. Yeah, yeah. But then, and then here's the thing: is they just it's, they go, "Don't worry, we've got you another flight." Mm. But it's to Brisbane, then to Perth. It's like eight hours. Fuck. And then, then I so I go. I try to get on this other one, but it's not letting me. Mm. So I go. I'll go to the airport and fucking face to face. They're all, they're always nice. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, dude. Is you think, oh, this is a big deal. My flight's been cancelled because most and I fly a lot compared mm. to the average person. Mm. But let's say the average person flies three times a year. And I would mm. say most people don't even do that. Probably not, no. If your flight gets cancelled one out of three, that's like catastrophic, mm. right? So you're like, what the fuck? These chicks are seeing this stuff all day, every day. Mm. You're not going to phase them. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like the, the, she could not have been less interested in my flight. <laughs> Excuse me, there are 120 people waiting for me in Perth. There's about 74 Jameses in Perth. <laughs> And they need me. <laughs> There's 54 chippy apprentices that need to hear some gags. I know. Well, this is why I actually flew in on the Friday and my show was Saturday. Because, like, it's too dodgy. It's too far. Yeah. And also, the flight was $800 return. 
Fuck. Um, I get so I eventually got on the flight. Um, it was at twelve, not instead of nine. So I was there for a while. Anyway, no television, no food. Mm. Eight hundred dollars return, five hour flight <laughs> with Virgin. And I literally was like, "Are you guys out of your fucking mind right now?" Like, I was furious. Mm. Um, but then, you know, there's nothing really you can do about it. <laughs> and also, on the way to Perth, um, either side of me, five hours, I had two, like, 55-year-old men, no headphones. Dude, I had that in um, coming back from Melbourne. Two of the biggest cunts just next to me. And we we just kind of had to take turns on who could sit back. Yeah. Just all, and both of them, no headphones. And I couldn't... Just serial killers, dude. I couldn't believe it. Dude, at one point, what about this? I'm I'm like freaking four and a half hours in, and and my boys have not blinked. <laughs> They're just looking straight ahead, just like serial killers. One of them had a packed lunch from his wife. Oh, that's had like cute. some nice assorted fruit and nuts. Oh, little sambo in there. Oh, he was scoffing at the menu. He had a look at the virgin menu. <laughs> Mate, he tried to open the window and peg it. He was like twenty three dollars for nuts. Janine's giving me nuts, <laughs> but um, yeah. So good times. Uh. Mate, the Perth show, Saturday night. First show of the trip had an opener. Mm. Firstly, openers make everything better. Obviously. Next year, I'm doing openers in Melbourne and I don't care. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> well, you were going for the awards, Billy. Well, mate, there will be there will, <laughs> there will be no awards in my future. Um, or your past. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Dude, the funniest thing was um, <laughs> apparently I missed out on uh, People's Choice Award at the Lithgow Comedy Festival. I didn't even know there was... <laughs> It's like seven people at the fence. There's only like seven comedians on the lineup. So it was weird. Um, Mark, Everyone gets an award but Billy. Literally. I think I was the only comedian at the festival who was not awarded something. <laughs> um, and they go, I got a message saying, sorry, Billy, you missed out on People's Choice Award by 4% to Tommy Dean. <laughs> it's just a weird message to get. It's like you missed out on an award you didn't know you were up for. To a comedian who's much better than you anyway. <laughs> Tommy Dean is much like, better. What a roller coaster of a fucking. Okay, I didn't know how to feel. I felt bad. That's how I felt. I knew how to feel. You just get a text every Monday from the ABC. By the way, you won't be on Spicks and Specs this <laughs> week. I'm like, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tri- I'm aware. <laughs> Triple J contact me. They go, don't even try. <laughs> um, but uh. Oh, yeah, openers. Dude, had Frankie Rawthorn open or Rousethorn, however you say that. She goes by Frankie on stage. Dude, this chick cranks. She cranks. Absolutely in the pocket. Love to see it. Um, she opened the show. She goes, who here likes Billy's podcast? Fair few woos in the room. Mate. Oh, I bet. It's all podcast <laughs> listeners. She goes, yeah, I like it. He's kind of like a friendly Andrew Tate. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. Yeah. Dude. Um, so she was absolutely cranking and that was awesome. And mate, not to, you know, I've brought this up for a reason. <laughs> you had a good show. Here we go. Okay. I personally, but that's not the reason I brought this yeah, up, yeah. but you've brought that up and mm. I'll say this. If you're at the Perth show on Saturday night, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but shouldn't you be like, you're, thank you. No, thank you for coming they out. They were very good crowd members. Thank but- you for coming out. Um, and it was a phenomenal crowd. It was a phenomenal show. Nice. Appreciate everyone. Um, had some people yell out, but it was like the, it was a fine amount. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, mate, but I'm saying the bedrock on which the show was built, the fantastic show I had, which you pointed out mm. was Frankie's fantastic work up top. So I'm just, I'm just sort of 
letting you know, obviously Brisbane this week, <laughs> two shows that you're opening. Yeah, seven so, minutes. Actually, mate, I've I bumped you up to nine. Really? Yeah. Wow. I thought I'd give you that news on air. <laughs> I might really fuck around then. Yeah, but but not a second more than nine. Yeah, yeah, of yep. course, obviously. Um, but, mate, just letting you know that there has been a standard set by the opener. And <laughs> I don't want to relive uh, what happened in Brisbane last year. Oh, the first Brisbane set last year. <laughs> the first Brisbane show last year. Fucking heaven forbid you have an average set opening for Billy Darcy. <laughs> oh my God. Not only will he fucking be furious at you, but he'll also spend the next month, everyone that you're around, they'll be like, you should have seen what this man did in Brisbane <laughs> in the first set. Just like people that like book comedy clubs and stuff. He's like, oh, they'll be like, oh, good set tonight, Rowan. And Billy's like, oh, oh you should have seen him in Brisbane first set. Who cares that the lights were on weird, Rowan? It didn't fucking matter. The way he fucking... <laughs> like, okay, man. It was the attitude with which you bombed. It's not that you bombed. It was the attitude with which you bombed. I was, just, I was trying to get to that show. I couldn't get a fucking DD to save my life. I don't know what's going on in Brisbane. Oh, the, you were late as well. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. I had to... Um, I just got on a bus and they're going through tunnels there and stuff. It's a fucking matrix. Dude, it's I will say Brisbane... We cop shit for Sydney being all loop-de-loops and stuff. Brisbane, babe, welcome to the conversation. Yeah, exactly. 100%. I'm catching a bus under a river. doesn't make any fucking <laughs> sense. And then my phone's about to run out of battery and I'm just running. like I'm like memorizing it in my head how to get there because I know my phone's going to run out of battery. <laughs> and then I get there with 1% and be like, yes, and then just walk on stage and bomb. You're like, fuck. And then you gave me the worst bring up ever. You were like, oh, here's Billy Darcy. He's been on SBS4 or some shit. <laughs> well, it seems like I was taking some of my anger out on you. Yeah, I was furious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it is a scary moment when you're opening for someone and you bring them up and then you start to watch them bomb and you're like, oh, fuck. Dude, I had to work so hard in that first show. The whole first, the first five minutes, my material is like middling and... And I'm just auto. I'm just doing the material, and, and behind the behind the eyes and the mouth, I'm thinking Rowan Arneal is going to catch these hands. <laughs> Unbelievable, mate. So I'm just letting you know that hey, there's a, there's been a standard. Mm. We, we've seen the job's been done, and it's been done competently. Mm. Okay, so it's it's now maintain is the word that comes to mind. Maintain, <laughs> maintain the competency. Yeah. And if it isn't actually absolutely electric after the first show in Brisbane, even if I did well, who's to blame? I have a feeling it might be fucking Rowan O'Neill. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> mate, heads will roll. Heaven, heads. heaven forbid Billy Darcy doesn't kiss a girl that night. Oh, my God. What I'll have to deal with. Mate, to be honest, uh, that's completely irrelevant because if the show goes well, I will kiss a girl. They're, they're related. <laughs> okay? I'm not, I'm not even saying it'll be sh- a, sh- a girl from the show. Oh, we know it's not going to be a girl from the show. I was about to say, one of, one, of the, one of the seven. <laughs> it won't be one of the seven girlfriends that gets dragged yeah, one along. One of the seven women that love their boyfriend so much that yeah. they've travelled from an hour away to see Billy yeah. Darcy. It won't be any of the uh, birthday presents that have been bought. <laughs> But now saying, we're cooking. We're, <laughs> we're, now we're in the podcast studio. <laughs> Guys, welcome to Get Around Me. <laughs> yeah, we we apologise for the first eight minutes. <laughs> it's been 16. <laughs> but 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 I'm saying the confidence for the show carries over into Rick's. Absolutely. Abs- I, the I, enigma. The enigma. Oh, my God. My beautiful Shaylee. It's yeah. a pity that she's gotten pregnant. Has she? <laughs> yeah, she has. 
Oh, she uh, was rough, mate. Another whoa! <laughs> what are you talking about? She was rough. She was a rough woman. She was a beautiful woman. She was tough. Okay, I'm not saying she was unattractive. Well, I just don't like your tone about my queen. Yeah, my right. pregnant queen. Your pregnant queen. Okay. <laughs> I'm I just think- saying that when you told me she's pregnant, I wasn't exactly out of my chair, was I? Yeah. Well. <laughs> That as, wasn't as someone as beautiful as Shaylee, she was obviously going to get impregnated. Everyone was trying to impregnate her. Yeah, I know. I've been fucking eyeing you all night. <laughs> what a beautiful opening line. I think she was trying to impregnate you, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, some sort of reverse insemination. Well, she. Yeah. Well, I avoided that one. Thank God. Um, what about this? I heard. Uh, what was I going to say? Lost it. But um. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I've got a few messages. Bill, what's going for Schooners after the Brisbane shows? Now, firstly, back-to-back shows. Back-to-back. There will be no Schooners after the first show. After the first show, obviously, I've got to do the second show. Yeah. Unofficial after party is... Where is it, Rowan? You you know where it is. Is it at Rick's? It's at Rick's. (laughs) (laughs) I remember your friends last year. They'd be like... They just they just wanted to show us Brisbane. God bless their soul. And they didn't want to take us to Rick's. And we were just talking to women on the street. And we're like, where are you going? And they're like, Rick's. And we're like, I think we should go Rick's. And like, we're not going to Rick's. We're going to this place in the valley, but we're not going to Rick's. It's classier than Rick's. And then that place was closed. And me, you and Mac would be like, Rick's, Rick's, Rick's. Mate, I just want AstroTurf and some goddamn Hills Hoist. Dude, so good. I love that Hills Hoist. I love it. Dude, it's so I'm funny. a simple man. It's so funny to love like a shithole pub in a city you're not from. Because <laughs> like Maddie and Caitlin, my friends in Brisbane, every time they're like, all right, we got to go to this nice place. And I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I've already ordered the Uber to Rick's. <laughs> Rowan's going to buy six double tequila solos. The Grafton Margarita. I'm starting that <laughs> to be... I'm starting that to be a nationwide term, and I don't care if in Western Australia no one knows where fucking Grafton is. It's rugby league country. We should know where it is. The Grafton Margarita is a double tequila and a solo. And here's the thing, dude. If you order a double tequila solo in Sydney, that's like five to ten years in silver water. (laughs) Dude, Perth, by the way, is just same with this shit. Like, just you can have shots and everything. Like, no rules. I Um, love no rules. Yeah, dude. (laughs) I love it for two nights and then just put me back in a little pad in a Sydney thing, have a tongue and hold the back of my neck for eight hours. Dude, literally, um, it's wild in these other states. I don't know how the places aren't burned down or whatever. I, I think there's a reason they don't have the economy we do, mate. What do you mean by that? It means that we have we have a beautiful, large international economy that they could never achieve because they're always fucking drunk. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, for you know, la, la, first to the gym, last to leave, etc. That's Sydney, mate. That's Sydney City. Sydney City of the money makers, bro. <laughs> We be hustling, <laughs> dude, dude. I, dude, I'm a hustling. Now that we moved to the city as well, what? Look at that skyline. All I think is make fucking money, bro. Dude, when I see the Harbour Bridge, I subconsciously open my crypto dude, app. I got a thirteen hundred dollar cashy coming up. Really? I yarned with her on the street, brother. Sydney city of the money makers. And that's the thing, dude. When you're in Sydney, I, I honestly sometimes will just tape my eyes as wide as they can go open 
because, because I don't want to miss an opportunity, brother. <laughs> there's business being done everywhere. And where there isn't business being done, there's crime. So pick your fucking lane, yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. Backdoor deals or fucking knives. Mate, too easy. Anyway, we're at Rick's. Yeah. We're going to be at fucking Rick's. Yeah, so we'll oh, be at in Rick's. Perth, we're doing shots. That's oh, what yeah, you're talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. So anyway, after the shows... We're going to Rick's. If obviously. anyone wants to have a schooner with me. Yeah, obviously. And also the guy that last year who gave me a bunch of dexies and said he'd send more in the mail that never did. The mail's coming to you, mate. Yeah. yeah. The mail is coming to you. Hey, brother, you ever seen a parcel get itself in the post box and deliver itself to you? You talked a pretty big game. It's time to fucking, it's time to face the music, mate, okay? We're, coming, we're jumping on a plane. The least you can do is fill the bottle up. Yeah. Fill it up. Oz post air, brother. Dude. Um, so good. Oh, yeah, Perth. Dude, Perth, I saw this. Firstly, I saw. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story where it was just me filming a DJ. Oh, said, yeah. I hate this cunt so much. <laughs> yeah, I also hated that cunt. Uh, it was one of those where I woke up in the morning and went, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Dude, I once walked up to a DJ and was like, hey, can you play something better? This is all really bad. <laughs> oh, dude. Dude, and here's the thing is like, like um, I'm dancing on the dance floor, right? Mm. With my friends. And I am not the biggest dance floor guy, but also I love a dance floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there. I'm drunk. I'm high. I'm there. I'm square, you know? Mm. I'm in the mix. (laughs) You are dancing very square. I'm fucking... (laughs) I'm hitting that Irish two-step. And, dude, it's just... It just got untenable where it's like... It's just like... um, Just all like the most cringe dance music, like... Mm. Like boots with the fur and then like, my pussy... My crack, like oh, all that yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I, I can only take so much, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, stagger it up a bit. <laughs> this is a strong white man, brother. Like, come on, dude, I'm six too. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that dude that was DJing at the festival club one night in Melbourne, and it was just, it was just a bass and a drum constantly for an hour yeah. and a half. And like it was some, like, like it was Berlin at three in the morning. And yeah. I want to walk up to him and be like, Everyone here is comedians. Play the killers. Yeah, I know. Stop this. And here's the thing, mate. As a DJ, you have to ask yourself, are you here for you or them? Mm. Because I'm seeing a lot of of selfish DJs out there. Anyway, dude, I saw a guy like so drunk on the dance floor and um, he was like the bouncer tapped him on the shoulder and was like, oh, mate, you got to calm down. And then he like tackles the bouncer. He was like, oh, what are you going to do about it? Like tackles him. (laughs) Dude, and then he realizes the bouncer. He's like, "Oh shit, sorry." And the bouncer's like, "Ah, oh, mate, come on, mate, calm down." <laughs> he did not get kicked out. Damn. He tackled the bouncer. That's sick. That's, that's what it's like. That's fucking Perth, brother. That's pretty sick, dude. I don't think they have police there. Well, I, I, yeah, they do, mate. I will say, I've <laughs> oh, spoken. Really? They're a bit staunch. No, no, the Perth, the Perth police. I don't think I saw any police or whatever, but. I'm telling you, the police, they need a, a presence on the ground because the homeless in Northbridge in Perth, mm. they're all messed up, dude. Mm-hmm. They are messed up. Like, I was walking to my solo show and I, I, was, I had to walk quite slowly. Mm. I don't want to become like just bashing people for being on meth because like- It's a tough life, man. It's a tough gig. It, it sucks. I couldn't do it. I was, I was walking by this guy where every 30 minutes he would stop and just like scream and twitch out. Mm. And like, he didn't even look like he, he had nice runners on, mm. you know, stuff like this dude. Northbridge is like too much, but mm. I had this one of the shows. So I headlined two shows and then did my solo. Mm. And, uh, anyway, second night I had, so the second I do my solo show, 
Then I go downstairs, have some, have some beers with a few people from the crowd, and then um, go back upstairs, headline. Now, the, the upstairs show, by the time the second half rolls around, it's they're hammered. It's, they're out to lunch. Like, it's a wild show, dude. Perth hammered. Yeah. And um, it's cra- like Sammy Albadri was emceeing. He's only like 20, this kid from Brisbane. He did a good job. He was screaming at him and shit. It was it was a war zone out there. And then <laughs> love that. And then I and then it was another guy and then me. I was doing twenty five. Mm. And then I'd had like four beers, so I was a bit like, yeah, come on then, let's fucking have it. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. fucking have it. I go out there just getting screamed at relentlessly, like just drunk chicks. Anyway, it was an absolute war zone. Pretty fun in the end. You ever had this where like a crowd? The crowd are cunts, mm. but then they also like pull off on edgier stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, I was yeah, getting yeah. abused for like 15 minutes. And then it was one of those things where like 15 minutes in, I was doing my material. I was like, what's going on? And I was like, it was silent. I was like, oh, they're listening. Oh, nice. I was like, whoa, okay. Oh. So then I'm like, okay, cool. Bup, 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 here we go. And then I do a couple of the sort of edgier bits, but I'm not edgy. No. This, but they're a bit edgier compared to the other stuff. And then the crowd was a bit like, ooh. And it's like, <laughs> you literally were just calling me a cunt. Yeah, you guys are animals. Yeah, you guys are pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. You can't be both. Yeah, you can't scream at the entertainment the whole time. You can't be abusive drunks and have a moral compass. I know, I know. It's upsetting. It actually happens a fair bit. It happens all the time. I had a dude from Cronulla yelling at me the other day, and then I did like a slightly dark bit, and he's like, ooh, ooh. I'm like, mate, I'm not the one that's fucking out of line. You are by far a worse human being than me. (laughs) I'm just fucking choking around up here. Yeah, I know. So it was a bit of that. But then uh, it was a fun set. I ended up doing like... 33 minutes, I think, just because I sort of like lost myself in the whirlpool of the room. <laughs> um, but anyway, fun set. Afterwards, talking to a few people from the show. Mate, I, in fact, I, I still am just so viscer- vis- viscerally, is that the word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angry about this. Oh, no. So this, these guys from the show country, they go, yeah, that was really good. This is the, the headline set, not my solo show. They go, oh, that was really good. Like, good stuff like rowdy crowd i was like oh, i appreciate that guys they were the front row as well and yeah. they were very very good front row very friendly um anyway one of them is about five foot two mm. not relevant but he was yep okay and billy likes to point that out i'm, not, I'm just saying that i want the listener to have yeah, a full yeah. picture so theater of the mind theater of the mind I'm, here's the thing man I, I paint with a with a mental paintbrush <laughs> this guy all right great guy yeah five foot two Great guy. He goes, that was my first ever stand-up comedy show. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's never been to one before. Mm-hmm. He goes, mate, I'm no comedian, but... And I go, there's no way. Yeah. There's no fucking way this is about to happen. He, he goes, can I give you some advice? Perfect. You've never been to a stand-up show. Never been to a... St- I go, okay. Yeah, I go, what's that, mate? Five foot two. Uh... <laughs> I go, what's that, man? He goes, I'm not a comedian. And he goes, you said M4 in one of your jokes, like the M4. He's like, have you thought about doing some local research? I think it would have hit better if you said the Mitchelton Highway. And also, I'd already changed a couple of suburbs in the in the act. Yeah. Um, I just, I had like a Rowan moment where I was just like, I don't care if I come across as rude. <laughs> I love those moments. Dude, I had like a Rowan moment where... <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you. Oh, dude, honestly, because usually 99 times out of yeah, 100, yeah. I say, oh, mate, fair play. I'll have a think about it. Yeah, yeah. Just be polite in the interaction. Yeah. 
But uh, the fact that this guy just said he's never <laughs> he's never even been to a stand up comedy show before. Five foot two. Like, this is crazy. Also, give me a break. People are screaming at me. It was the wildest set ever. Also, like, um, just before that, I just did another whole hour. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what's happening? <laughs> anyway, so he goes, I think it would have done better if you said Mitchelton Highway. Maybe you should have looked that up. And I just lean over him. I go, honestly, mate, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Perfect. And Who he, gives a fuck about your city car? Yeah, I go, I go, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He goes, oh, mate, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I was just, just saying, mate. I was just saying. I go, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Mate, I'm at the point where as soon as anyone's prefacing anything, I'm out. <laughs> like, I just, if you have to preface it, I'm out. Dude, it's crazy to me. And, and I love chatting to people after the show. Me too, I as well. Dude, I'm letting weird comments go all the time. I don't give a fuck. Constantly. Constantly. But it's like the fact this guy just said, I've never been to stand-up comedy before. Here's some advice. <laughs> it's like, that is insane, dude. Oh, I still can't believe it. I still cannot believe it. Oh, man. I haven't had any of those, the rude moments in a while, actually. Oh, really? It's crazy how people are like, man, I would never, ever, ever be able to do what you do. Anyway, here's how I would do it. <laughs> I would actually do it way cooler and more confident than you. Like, oh, perfect. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good luck do, with that. Yeah, I would do it like you did it, but better. <laughs> I would do it like you did it, but maybe I'd have like more of a Jim Jeffrey style. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so good. What else is on the agenda, mate? Have you got anything? Um, What's been going on in my life? Off the weed, mate. You're off the weed? Yeah, I'm off the weed. What's that about? Is everything okay? Mate, it's just... I just... I'm, 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 I've got about... You know, like, when it's, like, the last day of, like, school or whatever? Like, the last week, and everything's just, like, so fucking... Holy shit everything's like kind of abrasive to you because it's like you're so close but it seems everything moves slowly oh i had kind of the opposite where i had my last day at landscaping yesterday and i had the best day of my life oh nice because i was like anything that was maybe bad like we had a cruisy day anyway mm. but anything that was like a bit tough or whatever i'm just like oh that's right this is the last day mm. i was like if anything i was like lap it up yeah you yeah, know yeah. um so what's this how does this relate to you not smoking weed anymore Oh, I just can't be a fucking dude that lives at home and smokes bongs in his parents in his bedroom. Just, I got four more days of it. I can't do it. Yeah, it's bad optics. It's bad optics, mate. I've regressed a hundred percent. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing to regress. But, mate, speaking of, that's a great little natural segue. I broke the news last week, but we are moving in together. We're in city, the city boys. So good, mate. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I said last week on the pod, I'm not going to start drinking almond milk, but I'm going to stop hurling gay slurs at people who do. Perfect. I think that's a nice balance. Yeah, yeah, that is a nice balance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I accept everyone now. 100%. I'm a city boy. I'm a city boy. I was a born Sydney city of the moneymakers. What's going to be... Um, I've got the Shakespeare Hotel pegged as our local. Yeah, also the Dove and Olive's very close. And oh, apparently yeah. they pay, they um, project the NRL across the street onto a laneway, someone was telling me. Oh, I have heard that. So um, I'm pretty into that. I don't know. I might become a bit of a flask boy to save money, to be honest. Yeah. Because <laughs> you could fall through our hands like nothing else, mate. Yeah. Here's the thing is I need to just probably pull back a bit on the on the boozing mm. post-Melbourne. Mm. But but I also intend to become a bit of a pub urchin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'll be head, I'll be heading off for uh, solo schooners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll, I'll be doing the old like I might t I might get back into smoking cigarettes as well. 
Yeah, possibly. I think we'll be the type of guys that go, oh, I'm just heading for heading out for a date. And someone goes, who are you going on a date with? And I'll meet her out there, mate. <laughs> I'm going to meet her out there. Yeah. No, I, you know what I would say? I will hop around until I'm on a date. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would say, they say, who's your date with, Bill? I, I looked them dead in the eye and say, Destiny. <laughs> who's your date with? Sydney City, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I want to be like having a pint of Guinness, smoking a durry. And just have some girl with a fringe be like, sorry, are you using this stool? <laughs> I'd be like, now I am. <laughs> Mate, our whole life is going to be one kind of average indie Australian film set in Sydney. Dude, 100%. <laughs> there's, there's no action. There's no really anything happening. There's no climatic, but it's a good time. Dude, I'm, yeah. I'm in for just like what? dating someone I sort of like. <laughs> so in for it. Honestly, if you want to date Billy Darcy... When do we move in? Next week? The week after? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm on tour for a bit. Blah, blah, blah. I want to say start of June. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like if, even if there's someone I mildly like, mm. I will date for upwards of four months, I think. I'm just in the mood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think, I think, think a girlfriend would go well with our Surrey Hills apartment. We're just dotting around. Brother. Yeah, you can't have a terrace house and not sort of be in, in love with someone or have them fuck up your life a bit or something. Mate. That's why I'm easy off at the start. Because I understand that living in a terrace house is going to get self-destructive at one point. A hundred percent. And we, I, Do you think we might double cross each other? <laughs> because it's the terrace. Here's the thing. Me, you and Marcus, mate, we're all about revenge and double crossing. And mate, I we're love- snakes. I'll hold on to anything for as long as it takes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to- um, I'm just keen to get a cold barbecue out the back. Oh, grill yeah. some lamb, some roasted zucchini, some corn. Put it this way, dude. Our Sundays are going to be fucking luxurious. Do you see this, mate? Do you see what's happening? <laughs> the, t- the, the tools are down. The tools are the down. The tools couldn't be more down. Dude, Sundays are just going to be fucking unreal. You said something once when I was at your old place that just nothing, nothing's affected me more. When I go, <laughs> have, you, have you been gigging at all on Sundays? And you go, mate, it's the Lord's Day. The tools are down. And I was like, holy shit. I'm never doing anything ever again. Dude, 100%. Because remember before COVID, there was Sunday gigs. There was Sunday gigs. Mate, looking back on that, oh. also, we were just starting out in comedy. We were very yeah, keen. Yeah. I used to do an open mic every Sunday at Tudor. Oh, yeah, true. I used to enjoy it, though. I guess. I but guess we were was... living with our parents as well. Yeah, for that's a while the thing, that yeah. as well. Mate, honestly, I did one gig in Cronulla on a Sunday. And oh, um, uh, also, I drove down to Cronulla on a Sunday. A person in the crowd was actively racist to the first comedian I brought on. Dude. All the time, bro. Oh, dude, Mate, honestly. Here's a big here's a big message to Cronulla. Fuck you. I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'm not coming back. If you're a woman with an incredibly scary BMI and a fucking weird fringe bob, fuck you. I fucking hate them all. It's bad for my self-esteem to go there. I'm not going there until I own a house. I've got one in the books. God damn it. Oh, really? I'm not going back. I'm not, I just I just drive over like seven bridges just to have all these women just stare at me and be like, what? What? Why is it's, he? It's oh, the worst place ever. Just a version of their son. Oh, it's <laughs> horrible. Fuck. But dude, Sundays are going to be beautiful in the terrace. I know. Nice so little nice. outdoor area. Mate, I'm going to be playing a bit of basketball in the park. You're going to become a basketball guy? Well, I did play a lot of basketball in my life, so. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Every Thursday, brother. Oh, okay. Um, uh, are you going to get a, uh, like, a, are you going to become a walking guy? I think I'm going to become a walking guy. Dude, so good. And I'm just, just going to walk to all the gigs. Yeah, and ride a bike. I got a bike as well. You got a bike? I yeah. got a bike, so. Mate. Are we going to become a market per- people? Well, I'd love to go to a market with you, Billy. Uh, I've never been. 
We'll try it all. We'll try it all. We'll try it all. Um, Pakistani food. Middle Eastern food, Pakistani food, Vietnamese food. Oh, yeah. I've I've spent a little bit of time on Google Maps just surveying the area. Yeah. And obviously, we'll do a lot of surveying in person. Dude, honestly, I'm going to be running a lot of patrols. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be patrolling the area. I'll be doing vibe checks at, at the shaky. I'll, be, I'll just be going, I'm just going to do a patrol of the shaky. Head over at two, pop my head in, just get a little bup, bup, bup. I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna be patrolling the streets. We've got one bathroom. I'm just. I'm just here for a shit, boys. <laughs> Do we have one bathroom? Yeah. Oh, that's not great. It's a rough one. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. the worst part about our place for sure. Yeah. Me, neither me nor Rowan have seen the place. <laughs> Only a quarter of the people that have got the pl- are living at the place have seen it. But it's the current climate. We're all very busy men. Yep. I tell you what's a great quality to have. Uh, no preferences whatsoever. <laughs> 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 like, like you're just like we're, we're moving here i go okay <laughs> well yeah i was fighting a silent war with marcus when he's he was trying to make me go further west and i was putting my fists up and saying i am not going to sydney for 1300 dollars a week yeah i refuse and what do we always say it's all about the anthony, anthony lacasio lacasio <laughs> L- mate you, you fucked it up but, um, mate, honestly, as soon as I heard Surrey Hills, we could be sharing a bed in a shed. I know. This is know. ideal location. And obviously, if a member of the pod that has any sort of piercing experience wants to come over and give us both dangly earrings. Yes. Billy is trying to get a girlfriend. So, yes. we're going to try and shake off a bit of that lad. I'm not even... Yeah, I'm not even trying... Because they are wary to, of it. I'm not even trying... Yeah. <laughs> They're <laughs> they, wary of the lad. They can smell it on me. <laughs> they don't know that he's very emotional and sensitive behind yeah. the ladness. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing, I'm wearing like a really nice like button-up shirt. They're like, hang on a minute. What's under here? It's like a 1993 Australian cricket jersey. <laughs> They're like, we knew it. <laughs> it's just a big photo of Shane Warne on a white t-shirt. <laughs> oh my God, is that a still from the threesome? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so potential rebrand on um mate i um so i move in on sunday and then i go to tafe on monday and as we all know tafe is not a place of learning you need to memorize about two sentences a day i'm i'm kicking back with my fins up just beautiful just mate, looking forward to the next installment of the tafe update oh bro because there were some weird cunts in that class i, I love recall. it mate i'm that did i ever tell you that they were calling me thor because i hit I was so strong with the hammer. You did not? <laughs> Dude, peak of my life, brother. I'm Thor in the class. It's so weird how like in different environments, you can assume different roles. Like you are clearly the alpha male of this class. I'm the paternal brother. You're the paternal brother. I'm saying, mate, that is unfair the way they're treating you. And they're like, it's pretty full on, man. I'm like, it's more than pretty full on, brother. We got to call fair work. Jesus. <laughs> but um, Looking forward to seeing what the boys have been up to. I wonder if that, that kid went to fair work. Definitely not. No A hundred percent, mate. He's going to be smoking cones and lifting weights, dealing with it. Shout out, brother. Shout out. Sydney City. Did I, did I tell you that? He was showing me a photo of how um shredded he was in the mirror with his shirt off, just like full... Did I tell you that? You did not. Oh, and I was like, mate, and the teach just a 45-year-old dude with three kids trying to teach some kids about stonemasonry that won't stop vaping. Um, but I'm like, dude, you should go show sir that. And he's like, oh, okay. And just walks up to the front of the room and just shows the teacher a photo of him in his abs. And he just goes, all right, thanks, mate. And just <laughs> turns back to the class. Like, no. I'm just like, all right, thanks, mate. Fucking hell. <laughs> mate, come on, lads. Dude, come the, on, lads. The, um, mate, played a bit of half court last time I was there. I was the only white guy playing. 
pretty hard to get a ball for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> Come on, I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> you got to earn it. <laughs> Come on, trust me, brother. <laughs> you got to earn it when you got freckles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Telling people you're from Manly, Liverpool, TAFE. No bueno, mate. No They're bueno. not going to throw you the ball for a while. You got to earn that. Yeah, fucking oath. But all right, then TAFE, 40 minutes away because I'm going to be there. Come back. I got Rat Club. Next day is Anzac Day. So Ooh, I was like, yeah. I'm going to just catch a train with Marky, go to Rat Club, get pissed, loiter around. I haven't done that for so long. You're going to mill around. I'm going to mill around. Yeah, See nice. where the night takes me. Maybe message Woodhead. See what's going on. And then my mum yesterday was like, oh, do you want to um come for dinner on Monday? I was like, I move out on Sunday. She's yeah. like, well, your sister's going away for two years. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. So you have to go around for dinner. Mate. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll pop in and then pop back out. Is your sister moving to England or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should definitely pop in. I'm, I see her all the time, mate. Yeah. I see her all the time, but we'll see. We'll see. I'll I mean, probably to, pop in. If, you, if we want to, if we want to, you know, play the logic game, Rowan's moving as well. <laughs> We've all got stuff going on. We've all got stuff going on. So, oh, we're both crossing the Harbour Bridge. Exactly. Some of us just aren't stopping. She's renting out the apartment that she owns in Darlinghurst, so, mate. It's all the same. It's all I'm the same. I'm renting a place in the city. She's renting one out. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. Mate. Although she has been beating me every year of our lives. Oh, mate. Don't worry about that. I've, my my brother and my sister earn more money than me. Yeah. Oh, obviously. Yeah. But also, you could point at anyone in the street and be like, they make more money than Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> if you just work full time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> if you just make under the average Australian salary, you make more money than Billy does. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, mate, I'll tell you what I was thinking. Speaking of dating, I'd love to see you and me on a double date. Would how do you, what, Take me through the dynamic of that in your mind. It's hard to imagine a world where we wouldn't actively try and fuck each other over. Yes. That's, <laughs> that was my chief worry. Yeah, but I'm all about a crew and I'm all about love. So I definitely am. Um, I, well, I, mate, I think I it's, think, it's a cis city. Yeah, here's the thing: it's Sydney city, mate. Now we're going to be in the mix, terrace houses. I think it's going to be very much like um, it's going to be like uh, the new girl, one of those type of sort of it's sitcomy fucking things. Fucking broad city, mate. It's going to be broad city. We're yas queens now. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. So we, I'm thinking, mate, there could be some double dates, brother. We are polyamorous now. As soon as we step into the postcode, we're poly kings. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, also, mate, I'd like to bring back the blind date. <laughs> I if if I say to you, mate, I met this girl last night at the pub. She's got a friend who she says is perfect for you. I tee it up. I go, she's got three nose rings and a great attitude. Perfect. Perfect. Bring back the blind date. She works in educational design. Sold. Sold. Arts base. I'm just not about message. I don't, I just don't like my phone enough. I don't want to fucking message for two weeks and then get to a pub and be like, oh, this woman doesn't find me funny at all. Yeah. Because I've left... I haven't been on many dates in my life. I've probably been on three. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've been on three dates. Three dates? I've been on two Tinder dates and one girl oh, that that's I... because you fucking... You fall in love with every person you go on a date with. Exactly. You date them for the next two years. Well, I've never, date, I've never been in a relationship with someone that I went on the date with. So, dates are bad news for me. Oh, okay. Mate, I went on a date with a woman that I met on the Garbo run... And um, how did you meet her on the Garbo run? I was throwing bins and she was up in a balcony and I waved and then we, ha we had an ongoing relationship and I got a number. 
Oh, cool. Mate, it was a Garbo love story. Yeah. And then a very stilted date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you've only been on three dates. I've been on, I mean, I've been on way more than you, but I wouldn't say I've been on millions of dates. Um, but I've definitely been on th- that date where it's like 17 seconds in, you go, okay. Yeah. All right. So this is going nowhere, but let me just, <laughs> let me sit here for the obligatory two hours, I, I buy her four cocktails. <laughs> I remember Dave was on and they, um, they were like, oh no, I'll, um, I'll only have one beer because I've got F45 in the morning and then talked about her like F45 coach for ages. Yeah. And then just. She mentioned about like seven people from her life and she referred to them all as a loose unit. And I was like, <sighs> the the look on my face, I, dude, I've been on two bad dates, one good one, both the bad dates, getting home and just being like, I never need to be with that person again. I <laughs> it's know. a beautiful feeling. And mate, that's what it's for. Mate, there's nothing wrong with a bad date. Dude, there's nothing wrong with- Also, is there such thing as a bad date? It's just wrong person, really. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't... It's not like, oh, under different circumstances, we would have been together forever. No, no. I'm just... Just say up front that you're super in death 45 and I won't get on a bus to a pub. 100%. Well, that's the thing. That's the other thing with dating is it's so far into the city from here. Exactly. And then you got to get the bus and then, you know, you end up having like five, six, seven drinks on these dates. Like... Well, I went on a few dates last year where I was like, fucking hell, like, <laughs> I'm just blind on a Wednesday night, you know? <laughs> to your and, they're, and, and they're dates that went great. Like, yeah, yeah. But then it's like, fucking hell, really torpedoes your week. Mm. Love to just walk home around the corner after an hour and a half and be like... You know what I would love? How's this for a baller move? A coffee date. Dude, 100%. 100%. Love a coffee date. I'm not trying to fuck you. Look at me. Yeah, wow. That's what it shows. A coffee date. Yeah. That's, Let's just take that off the table so and see how we interact buy, with each other. 100%, Matt. I love where your head's at. By engaging in the coffee date, what you've done is separate yourself from 99% of the pack. Because I honestly, I don't really want to root you on the first date. I can't be fucked. Out of she, Obviously, I will get drunk and try to, but, <laughs> <laughs> but on paper, I can't be fucked. It's a Tuesday. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, so it just torpedoes your week if you have like ten drinks on a yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. The other thing is, um, uh, I love doing the what I do an afternoon date where I say, "Let's meet at three. I've got this thing at five. That's nice. And then it's like, that's the other thing where it's like, no one's trying to root anyone here. And also, um, if it's a great date, you can always be like, "Yeah, fuck that imaginary thing I had." <laughs> 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 You're not, but you've got the out. Oh, actually, I've been on more than three dates. Now I'm remembering some. True, that makes sense. Yeah, and then, but then also sometimes you can have a, a good date, two or three drinks, put it there. We live to fight another day. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Mm. You know, and then also sometimes it's nice to go on a date and just have a few drinks or whatever, have fun, but not get like raucously drunk in front of them. Mm. You know what I mean? Don't reveal any of your political or ufc inclinations yeah a hundred percent like some like i don't want to accidentally start telling her about how israel adesanya manages distance (laughs) (laughs) so mate, i think the future is bright for us south of the bridge mate the future is very bright the coastal kids go fucking south the coastal kids go south. I love we, that. We spend too much time in the city to not take advantage of it. Exactly. Yeah. I think it'll be good for us. All right, man. That's probably enough podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's All go. Right. Oh, um, Brisbane this week. Oh, fucking oath. Yeah. Two shows Thursday. I think they're probably both sold out, but- um, Love good chat. 
Yeah, it's going to be that really fucking good. fucking stone as well. Combination yeah. of worlds. I think there's there's some tickets left to the second show. So come on down. Me and Rowan, unofficial after party at Rick's. Oh, for sure. Beautiful. Nice. Woo. 